Unprecedented, <laughs> unprecedented times <laughs> take unprecedented measures, and tonight is an unprecedented show. Um, not only have I, Goldie Metcalf, come out of retirement, so has Charlie Naughton, and so has Bruno Bowie. We're here, we're back yet again for you people out there suffering from the coronavirus and all its effects. And not only is it unprecedented for that reason, but it's unprecedented because we're doing this remotely. Over camera, we're all isolating here, and this is an unprecedented show. And I'm absolutely delighted to introduce Charlie Metcalf, or Charlie Norton, and Bruno Bowie. Welcome to the show, folks. Thanks a million, Goalie. It's, it's great to be back, even if it is remotely. And like you said, un unprecedented times that we're living through. So if we can bring a bit of joy to the listeners tonight, you said anyone who's suffering from the coronavirus, but also anyone who, who isn't, doesn't have the coronavirus yet. Yeah. I know you think everyone's going to get it. Well, I said the effects of the coronavirus. So, you know, everything that that brings, not just the people who are actually sick, you know. You mean like the emotional effects? Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm suffering from that as well. So, so you can bring the show to me as well. It's great to have Bruno back. It is. Bruno, how have you been? It's great to be back. Good, good, good. Uh, I have all the updates from the last episode and everything, so we're all good to go. Excellent, excellent. Well, you, <laughs> you actually do have that, and we're very interested now to hear that here in the COVID-19 Midnight in Baghdad special. Um, I think it's probably wise, so, uh, Charlie, do you think, to start a show with recapping on the previous show? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Bruno, tell us, what, what, what did you bring us back from our last show? What research did you do? Well, I think you'll remember that we discussed the doorway effect and how people walking through the doorway, yes. um, they forget things. What we, were, what we were interested in finding out at that time was whether that actually had a different effect for men and women. Okay. And I can confirm that there is no recorded difference between men and women statistically. They are both the same. Wow. So that, I suppose, yeah. kind of brings into the, the Me Too movement and the Year of the Woman. Like, they're, they're equal in spirit as well, I suppose. Well, yeah, but there is, there is the sneaking suspicion that most of what the women's cases involve is uh, convenience. Elaborate on that now. Like, you know, I mean, I think we've all, we've all established, like, you know, in our lives, uh, people... Uh, and, and arguments where they conveniently forget what they need to forget and what they actually they remember all the stuff they actually I understand. Really need to remember. So yeah. they're actually more so cunning. Con convenience is a factor in the doorway effect too. Wow. Wow. So yeah. yeah. You're suggesting like women are lying, kind of. Like that women are, are lying about the statistics. I, th I think they're conveniently omitting. Yeah, I, I think so, they're I think they're actually smarter than us, and they're they they're aware that this doorway effect exists, and they use it yeah. to their advantage when it suits them. They need to be consistent across the doorway effect and all other forms of lying, otherwise they'll be found out. Very interesting stuff. And do you think we have found them out on this show several times? I think if you remember I, I, the conversation we had about women getting off the bus and being followed home, they were exposed there several times in those stories. As having made up cases. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Yes. 
Interesting. Interesting. So this story effect is, in, is interesting. Um, have you guys heard of the Mandela effect? Yeah, we discussed this on our last show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna recap. Sure. That. Are you sure we did? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Certainly feels like we did, but I kind of I get that's the point, really, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I don't think we just. I never knew about the Mandela effect until a few weeks ago, so I don't see how we could have. <laughs> No, I think we definitely did. Yeah. I think we definitely did. Okay, uh, so, so Bruno, what what other questions yeah. did you bring back to us, sir? Answers, yeah, the I other questions. Some some of the other questions involved um, the guy in bed who had his penis cut off. We wanted to know was the wife. he deaf? Yeah, was he deaf? Um, uh, and was he deaf? He, yes, because uh, how did he not hear the scream and like? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, and uh, did he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and, and how, how could he not possibly know? Like, yeah, that, that's it really. It, it's confirmed though uh, that he, he was not he wasn't deaf, but he did, however, have loss of sensitivity to higher frequencies, which was not normal for his age. Wow, wow. He was kind of young, was he? Like only what forties when this happened? He was he was rather young, yeah. Which is why which is why the findings were saying that it was it was rather. Uh, the, the the loss of higher frequencies were rather <coughs> abnormal for his own. And did he get his penis reattached successfully? We discussed this on the pre on the previous show, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> like Mandela effect one. Like exactly. Like what? What? Can he get erect again? Can he get erect again? Um, yeah. That would be something we'd have to clarify for the next show. Okay, so if, if we can carry that, that'll be a two bridge show. Can, can, can I ask a question? You know the way um, I can't think of what you call them. Shemales. Yeah. Can can a shemale have an erection? That's a very good question. You'd imagine they could. No, because they're they males. Can. Yeah, of course they can. Because no, because they're males that have turned into women, so they have actual penises from the start. I thought a shemale was a woman who had a penis attached. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, it, it does, but they're not like you're thinking in Thailand and stuff, lady boys. No, uh, Goldie, if you look at a, a shemale, like even videos you sent me, it's clearly a woman. <laughs> Why do I send you videos? <laughs> I don't want to know what videos you're talking about there. No, but like. Surgically. <laughs> I don't think. Bruno, have you ever heard of women having penises attached? They, it, they don't they uh, have their um, don't they have surgery to protrude their uh, clitoris? What? Their clitoris? No, their their clit. <laughs> That's what I just clit. said. The, yeah, the, the clitoris. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. In some the case, sounds like someone who comes to Ireland and says, "Can you tell me where where, where the the Taurus <laughs> <laughs> <the> is?" <laughs> are, you, are, you, okay, can I, are you telling me a shemale is actually a man? Then yeah, hard to yeah. Well, no, mm -hmm. I'm just looking at it here. So the, the the examples of bottom surgery include removal of the uterus, known as the hysterectomy. Removal of the vagina, known as the vaginectomy. 
and construction of a penis through metodioplasty or phalloplasty. Uh, so yeah, it is possible. Um, uh, there's too much to go into here. Females, but women who have a penis attached. It cannot become erect on its yeah. own. But they can get a penile oh, okay. implant. They get a penile implant. They get a penile implant. To, to help it make it get erect. It's probably just like a, a little machine or something that they turn on. Um, probably works Ironic. like somewhat like a mousetrap function or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like one of those traps out in the woods that you walk in and get your leg cotton. Yeah, something like that. That kind do of... I, they, they, do you think they urinate then through the penis? Like the shaft yeah. of the penis? Yeah, they, they, they would. They would, yeah. Okay. They would, they would. Well, I'm glad you cleared that. So are, are we agreeing then that a female can be a woman? Yes, yes, but I think in most cases the videos that you allege are sent to you uh, would be actually men that have turned into women. Right. Really. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. very female in their face. Exactly. exactly. Bruno, you've done you've done brilliant research on 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 this show. What what else did you find out? Um, well, we were talking about the uh, the hosts that were. Um, Broadcasting uh, computer games over the uh, radio waves. Uh, in the eighties. We can. In the eighties, yeah. Yeah. Remember, you, you download the games and stuff. Mm. So the hosts, the host, we, what we were wondering was, was there any uh, breach of uh, copyright or anything like that? And the hosts received clearance from the independent broadcast authority to transmit the computer data, and they didn't broadcast anything copyright protected at the time of broadcast. Wow. So it was all above board. It was all above board, yeah. But, like, but copyright is what seventy years after someone dies. Yeah, there was no. They didn't. They didn't broadcast copyright material. But there may not always be. Um, there may not always be uh, copyright in the first place. I suppose. Yeah, like someone could have invented <clears throat> something and never copyrighted it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or freeware. Like that. It looks like we have uh, someone joined the show. Uh, welcome to the show. Who are we talking to? Hey lads, it's Buzz. Buzz, how are is that Buzz Holloway? It is, yeah. Buzz all the way from uh, Iowa. Is it I I Ohio or Iowa? Illinois, Illinois, originally Ohio. Ohio, Ohio, and you finally made it into the show. It's absolutely. Oh this is an unprecedented yeah. show. An unprecedented show. Charlie, welcome, Buzz. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm absolutely... Buzz, I never thought you existed. I'm picturing right now... You know the picture you put up on Facebook when you contacted us of that old-fashioned cinema that you that you remember as a child? Oh, this, yes, I do, I do, I do, yeah. That's incredible. I'm uh, delighted to meet you. It's absolutely amazing to have you here, and I told you he was real, Charlie. I told you he was real. I never believed it. Here we go. Well, uh... Buzz, welcome to the show. We're actually just talking about uh, she-males at the moment and whether you know the, the majority of pictures you'd see going around are actually men who've turned into women. But we were wondering if many women who've turned into men exist and if they can indeed get surgery to have a penis. And we've discovered they can. What's your thoughts on all that kind of stuff? <clears throat> well, would, would, would you believe that my, 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 my partner... It's not, your lips aren't even moving, goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Buzz. Go ahead. Would you Would you believe that my partner is actually transgender? Wow. 
Wow. Unprecedented revelations. And was your partner a man turned woman or woman turned man? It was a woman to turn into a man. Wow. Wow. I actually always suspected Buzz from the pictures you sent. Um, but I was never sure. I was never sure. And, and, and talk us through her journey or his journey. Talk us through what, sorry? Talk, talk us through her journey to become a man. Well, she was quite late. She was, she was about 60 when she decided to go through the operation. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, um, a, that's unreal. That's, yeah. And wait, were you married by that stage? Were we which? Were you married by that stage? Oh, yeah. We've been married about 30 years at this stage. Okay. I suppose we quite young. It's, it's mixing it up, isn't it? In fairness. Um, you well, know. This was the discussion that we had had was that she had always felt, you know, that she was a man trapped in a woman's body. So we had the conversation and said she wanted to change sex. And I said, Look, that's your body, you can do as you please. And we went in, spoke to the doctors, and they attached the bits that they needed to and detached the bits that she didn't need anymore that's amazing but like what I mean you know people's sexual journey starts off you know kind of basic positions and then you move on to more adventurous stuff I suppose at six years of age what else is there to do except change sex so you know it's definitely I really can appreciate that yeah I mean it it certainly did open up quite a, a lot of doors um, I mean, obviously, I was used to, you know, a vagina. Like Let's just say it, a vagina. Giver, you know. Yeah. Whereas now, obviously, it's it's a give and take. A of, yeah, a lot of give and take in the relationship now. That's, that, that's brilliant, and I think when I get to that age, I'd love to be able to have the bravery to do something like that, you know, and and and, and go the other way. Absolutely. Uh, do you have buzz? Buzz? Do you have a camera active there at all? No. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how to use technology I'll be honest with you okay we'll have a look and see what, if you can get that going um, we'll go back to Bruno because Bruno Bruno was talking us oh, through hey, sorry Goldie can I ask um, Buzz a question yes of course you can Buzz technically now you're married to a man yes I am technically yeah. and then fucking do it so you only, you only had the conversation when when your partner was sixty, yeah, but, yeah, or thereabouts. So would you view yourself as a heterosexual, a homosexual? <laughs> it's great to have you on the show, Buzz. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely, protect the fucking uh, buzzes. Listen, we're going to move on. We don't want to put the poor man on the spot because he's, he's been kind yeah, enough to join it's, us on the it's, show. It's quite private, I suppose. I should have said nothing. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll leave it there. Bruno, you were talking us through some of the uh, the answers and questions we had from our previous show. What yeah. Have we have anything left? We do. We have one more thing, which was, uh, which was the Kickstarter that uh, Anne Franks lives, which was the movie they were trying to make. I remember. Uh, <laughs> Anne Frank lives. Uh Unfortunately, it wasn't funded, but what we can confirm is that uh, Midnight and Baghdad listeners did fund all $22 of the 425 that was achieved. Wow. 
<laughs> that is <laughs> that's a testament. That is a testament. <laughs> like no, but like then. Well, no, she didn't. But these listeners Pardon? Was it a musical or a play or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a play. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, Anne Frank died. But you know, they could have got if it wasn't for Midnight in Baghdad, they would have got zero support. That is impressive. Right. That is they, impressive. All, all twenty-two dollars of the four hundred twenty-five were supported by Baghdad and uh, Midnight in Baghdad listeners. Those listeners have since been re- refunded, but we'd like to thank them for their contributions. Absolutely, we we do, and we yeah, thank I them think, too. I think it, so the people get refunded if it doesn't reach the required amount. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't they, get charged. They, 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 yeah, they don't get charged, exactly. That's fascinating. I have to say, I am having a bit of a Mandela effect myself now, because I feel like we've had this conversation too, which is a bit strange. Um, is Nelson Mandela actually dead, is he? Uh, yeah, he, he died, yeah. He, yeah, he lives on in our hearts, and I think he has some family as well. Like Captain Frank. <laughs> I bet someone's going to do a Kickstarter for Mandela. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, but let's get back. Thank, thanks, Bruno, for updating us on yeah. previous shows. That's Bruno, that's brilliant. No, yeah, it is it. fantastic insight, and, and you have some questions there already for our next show. Um, yeah. Let's get back to the, where we are. We're, we're finding ourselves in un, unusual times at the moment um, with the, the coronavirus sweeping the world and putting us all at risk and making us all isolate. Um, and I don't want to get into the. I don't want this to be a glum or a gloomy show. Um, I want this to be a happy show, but it's it's impossible to avoid it. I tried to avoid it, and the st- all the stories you find are all related to the virus. So um, we tried to find some of the kind of the funnier ones or the most unusual ones um, that hopefully won't be too gloomy for you guys out there. Um, Charlie, have you got any uh, funny stories or interesting stories in relation to the virus? In relation to the virus or nothing to do with the virus? In re- I just said in relation to the virus. I, I found it hard to hear you there. Uh, I actually genuinely tried to avoid the virus. I thought we weren't going to discuss it tonight. So um, <clears throat> none of my stories have anything. Sorry, one of them does, but I don't think it's funny. I, I think it's stupid, to be honest. Um, it's about a dating site that, that has been set up. It's called Quarantine Together. Yes. And I don't know if any of you, if you, any of you gentlemen are single. Like, there's a lot of dating sites out there, as we know, uh, Grindr and so on. But I have um, come across a dating site called Quarantine Together, which was set up after the we were all encouraged to quarantine around the world. Half the, half the world's population as of today are in lockdown, which is pretty shocking. And of those in lockdown, how many have joined this site? Well, I, I have no idea. They're not releasing any data. It's new. Okay. Um, it was set up about three weeks ago. But basically, it, you obviously don't meet the person physically at any point, um, unless, unless I suppose, you, you keep up the relationship until the end of the quarantine. But the, when you log on, so you go onto the website, I don't know if it's free or not. When you log on, the first question you're asked is, uh, at 6 p.m., have, have you washed your hands? And you have to click yes if you want to be allowed access to the website. Which is kind of unusual. It's a very unusual question. Because you could just you could lie if you wanted, like. Presumably, you could, mm. and and there's no chance of you meeting the person who you're chatting to. So you have to click yes to get access to the website, and if you do, then you get connected to another person. But you don't. It's it's not like a normal website, uh, dating website, where you pick the other person. It's it's random. Okay. Now, you would you would say if you're heterosexual or homosexual, 
or like a buzz. I don't know what way, what, what, like if you're on the website, I don't know what you'd be looking for <laughs> in that, in that well, category. Actually, have other categories. I haven't gone on Anything the goes at this point. Anything. So, yeah, that, that's what I feel. Um, so you pick, you don't get Charlie, can I just interrupt you there for a moment? It says we've less than a minute there of recording time. Will that automatically roll over for us, will it? I don't know. It sh- certainly in the daytime when I'm um, doing my day job, uh, that that forty minute period is is extended. Okay. Uh, well, let's hope it is. Let's hope it is. Sorry. Continue on. Fine. You talk to, talk to us more about okay. this this you, site. You will. Sorry. Just to just to help you now, you will have to commit to uh, 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 arranging your next meeting uh, when you finish this one, and you will get unlimited on the next one too. Excellent, excellent, and oh, we'll be, okay. we'll be thanks a million okay. for that, Bruno. We'll be sure to do it. Thanks, Bruno. You are fantastic. We should be paying you more. <laughs> we really um, should, in fairness. So basically, if hey, you, if hey, you hey, say, oh, the meeting has ended. Okay, we're just going to pause it there, folks. And ironically enough, after the forty minutes, we got cut off. So, Bruno, thanks for the information. Apparently it wasn't correct, but that's okay. That's okay. We shall move on. <laughs> it's your first. It's your. It's your first misdemeanor, but we'll forgive it. Hello. I can, we can hear you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, came up an error. Did everybody get the error warning? No, we didn't get the error warning. Just there. Well, from the last. The last one well, it'll be interesting in an hour's time if you've been correct, Bruno, and we got we, we get an error or whether we get to forty minutes. But we we nothing, don't nothing like, nothing like technology to prove you wrong, eh? Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to push our, our, our limits here. Warning, Bruno. But I always I always get the hour warning, and in these extraordinary times, they usually extend it, so I ignored it. So sorry. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I think Bruno is right in this one, but I th- I think it's maybe because we're in the evening. Perhaps, Although, perhaps. I think if it's a meeting of more than three people as well, you don't get you don't get beyond forty minutes. So. Okay. Well, listen. Talk to us. You were saying earlier on before we got cut off. About the oh, teacher. Yeah. So, you, so you wash your hands at six p.m. to get onto this quarantine together website. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't get to pick the person you're going to talk to, which I actually think is good, because I think all. It's a bit all like chat roulette in that respect. What? It's a bit like chat roulette. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I've never, I've never done this, so I don't know. Okay. But you, you, ch- you can only chat then. So when you're connected with another person, now you do specify the gender of the other person you want to chat with, but then you have to, you have to just text them for fifteen minutes. You don't see them. Okay. It's a, it is and interesting. You can only do a video chat after fifteen minutes. And That's you good. Can't project you can't reject the person you're set up with. If, if you do, you're logged off for the day. Oh, so you have to spend the 15 wow. minutes with them. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's it's an odd one. Yeah, but uh, I, I suppose I it's getting people doing something different. I don't know. I just It's not funny. I know it's not funny, but I think it, you, you said it tonight, Goldie, unprecedented times. I know you pronounced it wrong, but you were totally right in what you said. In that, if we had been talking about this a month ago, none... None of us would have been interested in that kind of website. Exactly. Years. Exactly. It's it's marketing genius, really, is what it is. You know. Yeah, that's true. There's there's definitely know, opportunity in these times if you know what you're doing. So you what, know? Ha- what happens when nobody's quarantined anymore? As in, like, can you meet the person? I don't know. 
I think I, I I haven't been on the website, so I'm, I'm well, just going can, by two news articles I did checking up on it. You can of course I meet the person. I think what what Bruno means is what. Quarantine's going to go on for a few months. It is. It is. They're they're cashing in. It's like one of those pop up stores, but they they could inevitably uh, rebrand themselves or something because they might have a user base at that stage. So it's it's definitely it seizing a moment. Is it possible they're responsible for all this in order for them to get take advantage? Well, that's very true. There is a lot of conspiracy theories, and I'm hoping to talk about some of them later on uh, in relation to the coronavirus. So thanks, Bruno. We will definitely come back to that. Can can I just say, though, before we leave this website one, because I know it wasn't funny, I I wouldn't bother with it, but I think people that do, it, it might actually create real relationships because it's not physical. And most of us, let's be honest, it is physical for for most people and I think for birds as well so if you did this because you're so bored or whatever and you do create a proper connection with someone just through chatting with them you know maybe that relationship will last longer than the normal um, dating websites or whatever that are it could out. very well do it's, it's, it's starting a relationship from a different base I suppose from a different very much so you know yeah, and very it could lead to stronger foundations absolutely absolutely let's hope it does um, that's my only coronavirus one anyway that's fine I've got a few <laughs> um, no but one of the things that kind of struck me about the coronavirus is I was walking around the streets of Dublin and it's just deserted completely deserted and the one thing that came to my mind was surprisingly fast food huh you mean Baghdad when you were walking down the streets of Baghdad yes yeah um fast food kind of came to my mind and not for the reasons that you're going to be laughing about Charlie but I was like what the fuck are the seagulls going to do are the what the seagulls because there's generations I'm now. you what I'm getting a Mandela effect now are you yeah <laughs> but maybe we talked about this on a previous show and, and maybe that was just a premonition for myself but like the seagulls generations of seagulls have basically lived on human food burgers and chips and kebabs and all this kind of shit and they probably don't even know how to fish anymore and this actually was genuinely came into my head and i said i was kind of struggling for things for the show i said i look it up and see is there anything about it and lo and behold there is um one of the headlines here in the guardian says beware hungry seagulls during lockdown yorkshire residents told so you these seagulls are getting so much more aggressive because their food source is gone um, yeah, they've gotten lazy. You mean goalie? Well, they have because their food has been literally—they're nearly an effigy. Is that an yeah. effigy? Is that what I'm looking for? An effigy, like I used to be. Yeah, an, an, an effigy of what we are because we're essentially thriving on that type of food as well. Our our lifestyle has affected the fucking seagulls. Well, joking apart. Um, Genuinely, I had my first seagull outside my house today. So, what you're saying is true. Like, so I have a cat, and normally I don't feed the cat outside. But today, outside my back door, there was a seagull eating the cat biscuits. There you go. That actually so proves the point. To what you're um, well, can, can I ask this question to the, to the four of you? I'm guessing takeaways. It's only three of us. Are, are, are doing an amazing business at the moment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I know that I heard as well that um, a lot of businesses, like restaurants, that didn't have a takeaway or delivery service, 
have been granted special dispensation to actually do delivery at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are, the restaurant they're all jumping on the bandwagon. The chefs are in and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of advertisements for takeaway menus in the place where I live. Yeah. Well, I, I, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm paranoid about money. The last thing I'd be doing is, is spending 15 euro. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I think no matter what your job is, there is a huge risk that it's not going to be there in a couple of months' time. No matter yeah. what your job is. Well, we, my job. <laughs> and and Goldie's job. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we assume. Right, but if something was to happen that this doesn't go away, you right. know, how we do our jobs and how it's delivered and all that is very different. Like my job, I would cons- have considered very stable, right? Very very stable. Clamping, everyone parks where they shouldn't be. But what's very interesting is that with the job that I have and how stable it is the world is going to look very different when we come out the other side of this and different services, different jobs aren't going to be needed anymore. And I think it'll be interesting to see which ones survive and which ones don't. Because, I mean, look at the the stats in the US that was released today. There is 6.6 million people who have claimed unemployment since the coronavirus lockdown in the US. Well, That's huge. Mark, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them are, 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 I suppose, fraudulent too. Um, because I think even in our own nation, we saw thousands sign on looking for this benefit that weren't yeah. entitled to it. You know, So yeah. there, there's an element of that too. But that's it. I mean, here, here's one for you, right? So if you were on the, the dole and you were getting your 208 a week and now all of a sudden the coronavirus benefit is 350, you know, you could say well why is someone who's newly on the doll now because of the coronavirus getting more than me yeah it's, it's certainly well, unprecedented times that, that's the question that, that cropped into my mind as well the original payment for the coronavirus payout was um, what was it then? 250 I think 250 yeah. so yeah. even that was above the, the doll yeah yeah you know, but they upped it anyway Sorry, guys, you keep going. I, I think what, what uh, Buzz is saying is that we're gonna, it's going to be a whole new world when we come yeah. out of this. Um, what the hell? <laughs> There's a scary child all of a sudden on the show, like uh, something out of a horror movie, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, we're definitely going to see a whole new world, and you know, people are are going to start probably working from home more because yeah. uh, not only by choice, but wasn't this something that had been trying to be pushed over? Uh, Hi, welcome to the show. Are you got sleeping? She's scared of a robber. There's no robbers. going to take all the porridge I stockpiled. And I'm trying to say the porridge is safe. No, your porridge is safe. Your porridge is safe. Hey, you keep going, guys. I don't need to be a sec. That's fine. That's fine. Um, no, it's def- certainly going to be a whole new world. You know, companies are going to start seeing that it's actually look. We've survived for months, and all our staff have been at home. Why do we need to this big building? And I think Bruno was talking to you the other day about the same thing. Um, 
you know, they, they reckon people are going to start using their cars more because they're going to not use public transport because they want to, the whole mentality about being around people will change yeah. and getting close to people. Yeah, and in the weeks before the lockdown, uh, traffic was notably up because people wanted to avoid being on the buses and the trains and stuff like that with other potential uh, infected people. Yeah. So that was notably up. Like the my own personal journey time probably went up about 20-25% you know in in a, in a time when it hadn't even fully been realised so I can only imagine what it's going to be like yeah no it, it's different it's you know but it, well I think what we're going to see is we're going to see an awful lot of companies think you know we've been you know quarantined for the last you know whatever's going to be four, five, six months and our staff have been working from home productivity has been fine when realistically people aren't working as much from home as they would in the office but I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of these layoffs and redundancies that have been made when this all comes back and we're supposed to be able to go out again and sort of, you know, go into society. What we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of companies say, well, actually, I'm not going to hire back the 15 people that I had working for me. I'm going to hire back 12. Or big, big companies are going to say, well, I'm not going to bring back my 2,500 people. I'm going to bring back 2,000 we're going to see a huge unemployment sort of residual effect on the back of it. Yeah. It's essentially trimming the fat. Did, did, I, I yeah, kind of get where you're coming from. But, did, yeah. but Bruno, did you not just say that uh, a lot of people be working from home aren't actually working? Um, I don't know if I misunderstood that or not, but the, the facts are that uh, productivity is actually through the roof. I think you find that was good. You think you find what, sorry, Bruno? Was, yeah. Or buzz, sorry, yeah, buzz. buzz. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the, you know, how, how that's able to be tracked, really. But I know from my own perspective, no, I would say productivity is certainly down. Okay, interesting to see kind of what so life is like on the ground. Do you think we will see um, when we get over this? People are going to prepare for. A disaster more like i always joked that i had a, a suitcase under my stairs you know one for an alien invasion and one for the zombie apocalypse and had all your essentials ironically they both kind of contain the same shit really because you know why would you need to you know it's you know you you're fighting zombies fighting aliens the same fucking shit really isn't it um but i always kind of well, that's it like you know the bare essentials but i always kind of joked about that and fantasized that and you know thought about if a ship was to come or a zombie was to, apocalypse was to come how would i react if i was in work would i try get get home straight away would i try to get supplies would i give them 60 seconds to take everything they could get and go you know you fantasize about this stuff um and people will always laugh at you but now do you think given the kind of panic buying we've seen that people will start to stockpile more and prepare for things like this in the future well I was looking at a, a Netflix thing last night and it was around doomsday preppers and I thought it was very interesting that some things that look incredibly well prepared so it was the first one I'd seen was um, it was a couple they were retired military they had a community I guess of about eight people that were all a part of their their preparation sort of what do they call it they called it a bug out location Okay, and they 
grew all their own food. They had all this stuff dehydrated. They had everything canned. They had bottled water. They had a full location up. It was about, what did I say? It was an hour outside of any real populous place where they had a bunker and they had a lot of other crops that they would tend to. And it was brilliant. Essentially a fallout shelter. Essentially. But then the guys who do the show... They basically go through it and say, "Well, honest, we gave them a score of one uh, between one and twenty for, you know, how secure it is, how you know how much food, how much water, how secure, blah blah blah." And the top score I saw was eighty-five percent out of the hundred, and they still only gave them eighteen months. Really? Yeah. And the other ones were sixty-five, and they were giving them like ten months basically. And these houses are stocked with food, stocked with water. They have security, they've got guns, they've got everything. But they're basically saying that after 10 months you'll be dead. Yeah. But I think that's what it's about though, isn't it? It's about giving yourself the best chance. But do you want to live for 10 months knowing yeah. that everyone else around you is dead? Do you want to be the last man on earth? But you want to you want to experience it all, man. Do you know what I mean? You want to be the one that fights to the death. Yeah, no, do definitely. I think I'd like to go quickly. No, no, I have this planned, and I, you know, I think the, the main thing is to get away from the population centers as quickly as possible. If you stay to loot, if you stay to pack your bags, if you stay to do any of this shit, you're fucked. Get straight out of there. Do you know what I mean? Where and do it's, you go? It's about that initial survival. Selbridge. <laughs> go to Selbridge, yeah. No, but you can go somewhere remote. Hit for the head for the Midlands or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I agree with Goldie, Buzz. Plus, plus also, if everyone else is dead after eight months, then you have unlimited access to all the canned goods and so on that have been not used. Yeah, there, there is a degree of that, but again, are you going to risk going back to a city where potentially there's someone else waiting to take what you have? Well, you're going to have to. But have to, it's, it's a question of having... It's a question of actually given being given that opportunity to take that risk versus yeah. just death but that was that's what these guys this was they they were given 10 months based on what they had prepared they're, that's they're impressive they're they're off to a very good start off to a very very good start i think we can start. agree that goldie is never going to survive because it hadn't for now and is hardly a good time at this stage never mind <laughs> of a fucking apocalypse so <laughs> no but you, you you need what i'm saying is you need to get out of the population centers because people are dangerous yeah. and whatever is targeting yeah. us is targeting Isol- people. Isolate yourself in the mountains or like a countryside. Get through the place. first few days. Get the lay of the land. See what, what's after happening. Do you know what I mean? And at that point, yeah. you can start making decisions. Um, I, I read a book called The Passage last summer. Have any of you heard of it? I was made into TV show. I haven't seen it yet. No. no. I've it's heard of like, it. I haven't it. Well, the book is really good. I don't know about TV show, but it's, it's like the Stephen King's The Stand, kind of post-apocalyptic stuff. The Great first job. thing the guy does is what Goldie is saying. He takes this little kid and he goes up into the mountains into a like his his father's log cabin, and he just isolates himself for about six months there with canned goods, knowing the human human race is going to be devastated at that point. And then after six months, he's able to go down to the local town and basically just raid people's houses because they're because they're dead at that point. Yeah. So what Goldie's saying makes it's impossible, I suppose, in our country to totally isolate yourself in the in the countryside because we're not big enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's about giving yourself the best the Goldie's best chance. Get out, get out of a built up area, definitely. Yeah, and I and I think but we should all have plans. Have that, but you need that ready, right? So you're saying that you would 
get your suitcase and off you go, but you've nowhere to go to. Yeah, you'd need to know so where you're going. You need yeah. to be prepping now. Yeah. You need to have a place down in the wilderness that is already built and ready to go for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like a log cabin or whatever with electricity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, no, well, you've got to assume electricity will be down. But no, you're, you're right. But uh, you see, the, the electricity thing is another one because you have to think as really? well. Like, I mean, it depends on what the attack is. Like one of the ones last night was a, a terrorist attack that took down the power grid. Or without the power grid. What was this last you know, night, sorry? It was called Doomsday Preppers. Okay. It was a TV show on Netflix. Okay. And one of the things was the guy was looking at was to do with a terrorist attack that took down the power grid. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you've no power, you've no refrigeration, you've no you've very little telecommunications, you've nothing. You know what I mean? Like the internet's gone, everything's gone. So Charlie's really been prepping for that for years. <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it was interesting to see no how he would deal with that. You say no internet, Buzz. No internet. Brilliant. <laughs> I emerge as a natural leader in this new world order. <laughs> the only fucker in Ireland and Baghdad not to have internet. But, but joking apart, what Buzz is saying is, is it such a realistic scenario in our age. I mean, it's, it's a cyber attack, Buzz, is what you're saying, of some sort. Yeah. And you but there's all different ones. Nothing in this TV show. It was everyone was actually planning for something different, which is gas. They like one of them was for a disease. One of them was for a, a terrorist attack, and the other one was just it was like a Aliens. EMP or something like that they were going for. But it was interesting that they all sort of had the same idea. Yeah, it was you know the you needed a vehicle that was going to be big enough to get through traffic because it's all well and good in a you know, in a, a normal car, but when there's traffic chock a block, and when people start abandoning cars and you can't go on the cars, chock a block. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, um, oh, what Buzz is saying is right. Yeah, you need you need some kind of jeep or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You need to get out early and try avoid that. Do you know? Try avoid that issue well, from see, the this, start. This is the thing: is you, as early as you want, you need to have it. And this is what these preppers do. It's all well and good having the luggage under the stairs ready to run, but you need the where to run to already sorted yeah. and how you're going to get there already sorted no we, we fully accept that but I think people are going to start doing that and I think I'd love to organise a rendezvous point with certain people not everybody certain people that you kind of love trust know will be useful over the next while um, well you see and this was interesting is that God. the right people you want to be bringing well, yeah, that's the. Why wouldn't the people you? People who want to be actually bringing it's people that are going to contribute. They're that's what I'm saying. That Ten months into twenty months. Yeah, but you have to bring your loved ones anyway. But then you're kind of thinking of, like, let's say for example, if I had only one of you guys out of the tree to pick, yeah, who would I bring, and why? Thanks, <laughs> I haven't picked you, but thanks, Goldie. You know, yeah, I know you haven't. No, but you what can't I'm saying, you can't say it. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, I'd have to look at you for all your different attributes and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and think, who do I bring? And that's cold, but that's what you're going to have to do. Has his what business acumen? <laughs> Bruno has his like scientific acumen, which could come in handy. Well, he I knows how to fuck a man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's going to be good. <laughs> no, but. Did, did any of you see that uh, Norwegian show uh, called Valkyrie? No. Okay, not to worry. Because it, it, um, Is that not a movie about killing Hitler, no? 
No, no that's a Tom no, Cruise that's film. He did ask if he was meant that he would have said that instead of a Norway Norwegian TV show. Okay, that's fair, true. fair. Valkyrie, I, I buzz. You would love Valkyrie. I didn't love it, but it's exact. There's a guy in it exactly like the kind of person you're describing, who has prepared for that doomsday scenario. And his job is he works on the, I suppose what you call the metro, the underground metro in Norway, and. There's so many places apparently in the underground. The minute ago, it was Finland. Used that he has just created bunkers ready for a nuclear holocaust. Well, that's and that's funnily enough, is one of the top things that people say is that you don't have one place to go to, that you should actually have within uh, like a 20 mile radius of your house, you should have multiple drop points that you can go to because obviously if something happens to the west, you need to be able to go east. If something happens to the east, you need to be able to go west. And you need to be able to get to your drop points, your little, uh, your caches. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, that's not really you, realistic. Rich, wouldn't you buzz to, to have these caches? You would, like, yeah, but again, this is what these, like, these people are. It's a, yeah. Well, I mean, the one I was looking at last night, he had, like, flashlights, he had guns, he had, like, three months worth of supplies. Everything was in this one funnel thing. Yeah, it was like a big, um, like, big tube. And then he buries some... Uh, vertically, so that it takes up less amount of space in the. What was it? it was also being able to be seen and stuff like that. But he had so them. It was underground, was it? Yeah, he buried everything. Everything oh, he had was buried. And he had GPS trackers on all of his caches, and he said he had something like 50 within a two to a hundred mile radius of his house. Yeah, well, like your GPS system could go down, satellites could be knocked out. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You, oh, no, you this, can't prepare for everything. Different. You can just give yourself, as I said at the very beginning, the best chance of survival. Yeah, and but that, he has given the best chance. You're, you're breaking up there, Charlie. You're, you sound like you're, you're, you're deaf or something. You're getting attacked by Russia right your, now. Your GPS is going down. <laughs> um, I, see, I see what Buzz is saying, but these guys must never sleep at night. They must always be paranoid and panicking about what's going to happen. And that, that's what it does I seem know like, we're yeah. very naive and we've been shown to be naive but those guys are the other extreme on and the contrary like Charlie I would actually say those people sit up at night thinking I hope this is going to happen soon because what? they're the ones that are ready I, I, when you do stuff like that you don't do it because you're worried about it happening you do it because you kind of want it to happen I, I can buy into that yeah you know that's pretty horrific then you want like you kind of want 90 95% of the human race wiped out yeah who doesn't who doesn't have that fantasy of being the John Connor or being the rebel or fighting against being you know Rick from Walking Dead or whoever your favourite character is who doesn't fantasise about that stuff and you know knowing could you do you think you're tough enough like could you rise to that challenge Um, we all fantasise about that I think does anyone want to say God, no? I hope, you're, I hope you're wrong, Goldie. That would terrify me because I'd be I'd be one of the first fucked to be honest. I know that's why I'm not picking you. <laughs> <laughs> so a friendship doesn't come into it. It has to be functional. Has to Fair be functional, enough. man. It has to be functional. Fair enough. So it's down. It's down to Buzz and to Bruno. Down to Buzz and Bruno. I suppose you're maybe we can have a sing-off later on. Antibiotics, all that kind of stuff. Exactly, Sam is a scientist. Sorry, like, do you know what I mean? If it's an alien <laughs> no, invasion, there's no Sam here. Who's no, Sam? Sam is a yeah, friend of Bruno's. Bru- Sam. Sam. No, Sam used to work in a, a 
laboratory and Bruno used to pack the boxes for him. So he kind of get, has more of an insight than anyone else does here. So if it's an alien invasion, you're going to want Bruno knowledge of science to try find a, a weapon. If it's zombies, you're going to want to try find a cure. Bruno, you're probably the most valuable person here, apart from me, obviously, who you know is a used to what do you bring to leadership and combat? Why do we want leadership? Right. <laughs> so why, why why don't why don't I choose Buzz over you then? Oh, because I'm the one making the choice. I'm the one making the choice because it's my we escape plan. Oh, we do. Yeah, you don't have to come with me, but uh, you, I'd be certainly contacting you. Well, Just if fair mind. For the last 17 years, I've been tugging willies and fucking bums. You know what I mean? That, that's what you got to weigh up your options, man. 17 years, don't forget, I've been living without the internet, so I can show you how it's done. <laughs> I know, you're gone already. But I suppose it's a get, you're kind of thinking, you know, do you, if you feel like you're going to survive a long time, you're going to want to bring Bruno because you might have a chance. If you feel like, you know, you've only got a couple of days or months, uh, you're going to want to have a good time, so you're probably going to want to bring. Uh, buzz, do you know what I mean? So, bring <laughs> <laughs> Charlie as well, though. Like, we're going out, go down well. I know, but if you can only bring one, that's who you're gonna kind of think about. Um, but we digress. You know, the, guys, you know the crazy thing? Two months ago, this would have been hypothetical. We would have thought we can discuss this safely because it's it's never gonna happen in our lifetime. But it's happening now, right now. Well, it's not happening right now, but it's it's a distinct possibility, like. Well, that, that's it. I had a conversation. I, I don't. I don't have an automatic weapon. But when you I have one there. I fucking I seen it like a couple of weeks ago. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> but ten years ago, I bought my first house. And that one I bought, I bought a baseball bat. Yeah. And I used to sleep with the baseball bat right beside me because I was terrified that someone would break in and and destroy my house. And then when I copped on after two years, I just got rid of the baseball bat, put it in the attic. Two months ago, I got that baseball bat back then because I've seen <laughs> pictures of the queues of people in America to buy guns. So the pictures in Ireland and England are are, are queues around Sainsbury's or Aldi, people trying to buy guns. baseball bats. But in, in America, it's people buying, it's buying automatic weapons. Okay, we've got 10 minutes left in this segment, folks. Um, so this... This is a distinct possibility that this could happen. No, it is, and I suppose a baseball bat is not going to be overly useful, but as we said, it's giving yourself the best chance. But can I just say, I sleep beside a baseball bat every night, (laughs) and I don't mean the missus. I mean... (laughs) I mean, no, but I mean I have a baseball bat beside the bed. I always have. Um, Yeah. No, not do you remember you know the baseball bat, Charlie? Do, Charlie, do you remember the baseball bat from the store we used to work in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I when I left I took it. So it's been with me ever yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow, it, it was okay. my it was my memento. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know what your man is gonna say about that. He's burning that house. <laughs> 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 oh I like the little in joke there. But listen, we digressed a little bit, folks, from we're di- I can't believe you put me over just because there was an apocalypse. Okay, we we we, we 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 digress a little bit. Getting back to the coronavirus and and, and what it's going to bring. Um, we talked about the seagulls, but it's not just the seagulls. Unprecedented wealth. Unprecedented wealth. Unprecedented, yeah. Uh, have you seen like there's there's goats appearing on city streets? There's monkeys having fucking arguments in Thailand on the road, um, like. 
there's uh, deer roaming the streets that would never have ever come into the towns otherwise until this lockdown is after coming in and it's yeah. for a number of factors because it is so quiet they're kind of curious and they feel probably safer to come in uh, secondly um, because there's lack of food sources as we discussed but like it, this is what you do see in those kind of apocalyptic movies isn't it like it really doesn't take long hi Jen it, it, oh, that's Lucy is it yeah Lucy hi Lucy She's scared of a robber coming in. I'm trying to tell her it's fine, but it's actually not, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably telling her you have a baseball bat beside your bed isn't the best thing. No, Lucy, you should be in bed. This isn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Just um, put a ball of porridge outside for a robber. Yeah. Oh, man. The stuff I've done with porridge in the last two weeks. <laughs> incredible. 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 <laughs> oh stop um, but like the stuff that you see the animals walking down the streets we're, you see these in kind of movies like I Am Legend and Walking Dead and all these kind of stuff that we're used to seeing it's actually happening and it's only taken four or five weeks yeah it's, it's scary Yeah, it really is do you think there is a chance that this is the thing that wipes out the human race the, no I don't think it'll happen, but obviously there's a chance, you know, that because it, it could it's mutate. Huh? It's definitely, it's definitely round one of the first goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the yeah, first it'll, it'll decimate us, as in genuinely 10% will go. Yeah. But I, I, I agree I agree with um, Bruno. It, it's the first step. We, we have been living so blind to what we've done to the world. And we... we talk about global warming and nobody nobody does anything and this comes out of nowhere yeah. and it, it obliterates a substantial minority of us i think this is it do i think i'll die of old age yes i do think that will happen but will my kids <laughs> <laughs> lucy close your ears <laughs> If you, ever want example, <laughs> if you ever want to see an example of what had happened when, when man Lucy, you're ruining the show. <laughs> if, uh, if you ever want to see an example of uh, what happens to the world when ma- a man moves out of an area after destroying a look at the notebook, there are species that were going extinct. The notebook? Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl. Oh, I thought you said the notebook. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 amazing that the, the world just takes and I said it, we had arguments yourself and myself, Bruno, over plastic straws and all this kind of stuff. And I always said to you, Bruno, I said, It doesn't matter what you do, Mother Nature will take care of herself. And I hate to say it again, but I was right. Like, well, look at the yeah. look at the pollution levels are way down right now. These weeks or months of no pollution is probably well, we like a, a triple bypass we for Mother Nature. We if we were continuing on the way to where we we would have gone and met disaster a different way. The problem is right now we're in a position where we don't have a choice. That's we didn't make this decision uh, willingly. Whereas if we were going to continue the way we were. We would, have, we would have just gone slowly the way we were going without making changes. But I think at the end of the day, I'm right, Mother Nature would have stepped in at some point 
and said enough is enough. Well, like, how did Mother Nature step in though? Did she just go in and say like, here, I'm over here in China, I'm going to feed this gook a fucking bat and that's it, I'm going to take out 10% of the planet? Yeah, that wasn't yeah. the in, 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 in a way, uh, Buzz, probably. First of all, first, no, but first of all, they haven't actually established with, with fact if it's from a bat. They they assume it's from a bat. It hasn't been confirmed. There's actually a reptilian type animal, uh, a pagolia or something. I can't remember the name of it. But there is a reptilian that they actually think it might have actually come from and not a bat. But yeah. the, the the point I'm trying to make is that if you think of us as living beings, if a virus or a bacteria or something gets into our system, we act without thinking about it. Our antibodies react. Okay? But if you think of the whole planet as one living thing, and we are all the organs and we're the blood cells and all the kind of different things, we're the ones living truly, within that planet. I truly, hope, I truly hope you're wrong because we don't we don't multiply the same way as other animals so that we the only thing that we can be compared to is a virus yeah and and realistically we won't be an organ we won't be anything we'll be the virus that mother nature will get rid of on that level, that's yes. exactly what i'm talking about mother nature will do what it takes to fight us to save herself like y- you can ask well, who like there's no there's no brain there behind it it's just a natural thing like there's how many animals in the world or organisms in the world don't even have brains but they their body fights to survive on so many different levels why is the planet earth not the same thing very glim grim i mean is it though is it uh, i think i think it's 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 a cruel trick to it's a cruel trick to get the abilities that we have and the self-awareness that we have uh, and then, you know, A, not the ability to um, self-regulate the way nat- animals do naturally and then we have to be absolutely aware in the long term our own demise, you know? Yeah, but we are the only... Uh, I don't want to say the word intelligent life, but if I say that, you'll know what I mean by it. We're the only sentient, sentient is probably the word, uh, life on the planet. Uh, We are the ones that are different to everything else that's on our planet. Do you know what I mean? We're the the odd ones out. So maybe it doesn't make us God's plan or it doesn't make us the superior being. Maybe, as you say, it makes us the invader to life. And unless we get our act together, unless we've evolved so much to to go green and to not use the plastic straws, only well, then will we I be... Say, I, was talking, I was talking to my friend Jim Corr there earlier on, and we had a conversation about this, and he made a very good point that maybe this virus doesn't actually exist at all. And that this was actually a plan for all the governments around the world to get everybody indoors so that we, they can basically put up 5G... Yeah, emitters, and that's what's making people feel sick, and then it's been passed off as a virus. Yeah, I, I have, I have heard that stuff. We are going to lose uh, the ability to record here, so we'll organise to come back. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to shut off this. But we'll, uh, Buzz, we will definitely take up from that point in the next segment okay. of the okay. show. Okay. 
And we're back after that quick little break. Um, so, Buzz, you're talking about the 5G. Yeah, I think I think it's very interesting hearing. And, I mean, if, if there was ever a time to, you know, set something up under the guise of something else, now's the time, right? But why... why like, surely people would welcome 5G. Why would it be a need uh, to get us off the streets? There, there's too much talk of the um, the radiation that it gives off. I think if it was just to go up in a normal circumstances, there'd be a lot of fight back. Like, I think in China, there's actually, or there's China or Japan, there's basically there's videos going around of the, the masks being pulled down by people. Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. And I think over here, now I don't see us being the type of people that would pull them down, but there'd be serious, you know, protests against it. <clears throat> but if it, you know, we're all in our house for three, four months and we come back out and there's these masks... I just don't see us doing it, you know, to be overshadowed by the the joy of getting back to normality. But what what will but these? There has been a lot of people saying that they've been they feeling sick and fatigued and. Um, I know, saw a video of a lot of birds in a tree dropping dead, yeah. uh, dropping to the floor. Um, I've seen the ones in China being pulled down. So there's obviously something behind it, uh, whether it's mere speculation or not, I don't know. But wh- why why would these companies want these masks up in the first place? Because it's going to generate more money, right? Because at the moment, 4G is the fastest, you know, um, connections that we can get on a, on networks. And this is the the next generation, the fifth generation. You know, yeah, but if it's if it's if it's going to cause so much problems and consternation. Surely the benefits don't outweigh the the risks. Like they'd have to go to the whole trouble of a virus, the whole trouble of keeping people in, losing so much to the economy. It seems a bit far fetched, doesn't it? I mean, it is. Yeah, but like the, the eight minute ab challenge, if you remember that. <laughs> the eight minute ab challenge. Yeah. There was a nine-minute ab challenge, and then someone was setting up the eight-minute ab. Was that in something about Mary or something? <laughs> I don't know, but you're completely do, off topic. Um, you're off topic. Yeah, I like it. I love yeah, no, I, I think it's right a- <laughs> yeah, he's got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. Like everyone was happy with the nine-minute ab challenge. Let's say it was obviously yeah. some YouTube thing. But then some guy thinks, right, I'm going to invent the eight-minute ab challenge, which is that little bit better. It'll get your abs sorted in eight minutes. Is that what you're saying, Buzz, that 5G is? It's not worth It's not worth it. No, what I'm saying is that this this is all just... Uh, basically, that this virus has been concocted as a, a cover for the governments around the world... Um, to essentially put up these masts over the next couple of months that are potentially very dangerous to to humans. But they're putting them up now and those people that would be affected by it are dying off and they're saying, oh, these people died off because of the coronavirus. And they're essentially blaming the coronavirus or this virus that they made, made up for the impact of these 5G towers. Because there are videos going around of essentially a mast up beside a tree. One half of the tree is dead, and the other half of the tree is dying because the mast is up beside it. There's 
radioactivity coming off them and people within the vicinity of them are reportedly with fatigue headaches uh, some of the people have said they've had breathing difficulties and apparently it's all because of radiation coming off these towers and Bruno, so, what would you do if a tower was erected in, in your vicinity? That Bruno or Buzz? Buzz, sorry, Buzz. What would I do? I mean, to be fair, there there is one not 10 minutes from here. But do you feel so threatened that you'd you'd go out and knock it down? No, he's got great Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> why would they complain when they can watch more fucking uh, reality TV but is that what we're heading for is people will just accept it because life would be easier for some of us and I think that's what's going to end up happening is that this it's going to overshadow it that when we're all out of quarantine people aren't going to give a fuck about 5G towers because they're going to be able to get back to work back to seeing their friends back to having drinks with their friends and pints and all this and it's going to overshadow it and it'll be forgotten but do you think in a few years we'll see a big scandal and then obviously an, an ultimate, ultimately a Hollywood movie being made of uh, say you know Buzz Holloway the man who you know fought this company and corporation and uncovered a scandal probably and, played by Tom Hanks yeah maybe he yeah. won't be played by Tom Hanks Tom Hanks is dead now isn't he pretty much he's on his way yeah. out Corona yeah. got him in Australia, didn't it? It did, yeah, it yeah. did. He's not dead. He's, he's, not, he's dead. not confirmed dead, um, but there's <laughs> dead, a good likelihood. Maybe that's a question for the next show. Indeed. Uh, yeah, is Tom Hanks dead? Um, so, Buzz... I don't know. Uh, uh, Buzz, do you really believe the stuff you're saying? I mean, I wouldn't put it past the governments of the world at the moment. I mean, look at... So all these all medical the people are being bribed to, to come out and say that oh there is a virus and there's, this is the treatment and but whatever I mean, <clears throat> they I mean what the, the guy I mean the frontline medical workers they're not going to know what the, the the virus is do you know what I mean like they're only going to say yes the symptoms that have been confirmed to be this coronavirus we can attest that this is the symptoms that we're seeing mm. I mean the lab work doesn't get done by them it all goes to labs you know? I think a population of people to control I don't think I can personally you know me, uh, Buzz, I love a conspiracy theory. Um, and the beauty about them is that they can't be debunked. But I don't think that's very realistic. I would, I think if you were going down those lines of it being 5G, I would say that there is a coronavirus, that it, it is doing what it's doing. However, the companies have seen an opportunity to erect the towers and have taken advantage of the situation. Yeah. To say that the whole coronavirus was concocted, I think, would be a bit too much far-fetched. But, I mean, the, the companies that and all the, the companies that are designing all the towers and the capabilities are all based in China. Yeah, well, that that is another one of the conspiracies is that, that China did concoct the, the, the virus to uh, basically... Disrupted our economies and make itself a market leader and, and win the, I suppose, the. Well, I mean, what do they call it? It's not the Cold War, but it's what the Temperate War, I don't know. At this point, that's a fact. No one denies that. Yes, no, but, no, but what we, was it concocted intentionally or by accident, is what we're saying. Was Did China consciously decide, listen, we're going to 
send out this fucking virus, we're going to suffer X amount, but ultimately in the long term, we're going to come out the superpower of the world economically. Well, it's it's certainly emerging as a superpower. I mean, America is is swallowing itself like this, like the tail of a snake. So if China survives, they will emerge as the strongest by definition. Yeah. So you you could be right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the, that's I kind mean, of the other the, side of it. The infidels in the United Kingdom uh, are thought to be involved in this because they're now seeking <clears> a better deal for Brexit. Yeah. Uh, because no Bradford and Leeds again. No, no, those infidels. They, nobody can afford to vilify them now. They have to do a good deal. Yeah. I heard that the Brexit, the Brexit conspiracy. There's a, there is another one. Like there, there is a film. Um, it's a seven-minute film that was produced, and it captures uh, a researcher called Tian Junhua. Junhua, Tian Junhua. I'd say it is. Uh, and he visited. Apparently, he's visited thousands or dozens of caves, researching bats and taking samples from bats and all this kind of stuff. And he works in Wuhan in the CDC. The, the Center for Disease Control. So, you know, is it a bit of a coincidence that that exact place was in, was researching bats? But well, what's the point of the video? Is this a is this a smuggled out video? Uh, no, it was actually it was out uh, in December, um, just literally as the outbreak began. Um, so, I, I don't know how it got out, but it's it it, it was released just as this outbreak happened. And he's kind of justifies saying that they, you know, bats do have all these viruses and they're very important to study because they're the closest. They're the only mammal. You know, we're mammals, obviously. They're the only mammal in the world that can fly. So therefore, they uh, pick up more diseases than anything else. But as a result of picking up so many diseases, they've developed so much antibodies that they can actually carry diseases without dying, if that makes sense. So they're actually worth studying in that respect. And that we that Chinese people ate the bats. Well, that's the theory, that Chinese people ate the bat that contained yeah. all these mad diseases, yeah. <clears throat> it's scary. Um, have you heard of the Chinese scientist who, like, has literally disappeared? The guy who tried to expose... Like, when you say this emerged in December, I, I think, to be honest, the current thinking is it probably emerged in October. In China, and they covered it up for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And that, that the scientists who exposed it to the media ha- hasn't been seen since, which is frightening. When you think about it, it's frightening. Like, either he's in hiding or he's presumably been killed. Yeah, but, it, like, and that's what I was saying. Is is all the stuff going to eventually, in years to come, be a Netflix documentary? Like, we're watching... Chernobyl. Uh, what? Chernobyl, kind of. No, like but like watch you watch stuff like the Tiger King, and you watch stuff like the trials of whatever the innocent guy, whatever well, his name is. Um, all I, mean, this kind I of think it'll be interesting, but I, I genuinely don't think that the truth is left in China. I think it's all been covered up now at this point. Yeah, no, definitely, like, definitely. If, if I'm being honest, right, I, I, I do actually. There's a part of me that does actually believe that this is a man-made virus and it escaped the lab. Yeah. Like in, in the stand. Like Stephen King's book. But that's, Potentially. That, that's like been... A, a virus as a weapon, kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, or, I mean, because, I mean, 
what is it like? I mean, it's this is similar to say SARS and MERS and all this. You know? So I mean, there's people could have been at the moment trying to, you know, come up with not a cure, but you know, trying to mutate SARS in order to get ahead of it and say, well, this is how it could end up being, and then trying to cure it or do whatever, and then it's escaped or it's been just handled okay. incorrectly and it's gotten out. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there, um, Buzz, because if 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 you if you were trying to suggest that it was a, a weapon. It's a pretty shit weapon if it kills what less than one percent. Yeah. So if you're saying it's an accident, like that, that people were genuinely trying to come up with a, a kind of cure or an antibiotic for SARS yeah. or whatever or MERS or whatever, yeah, it's possible. But would they would they not just admit it though? Do you think at this point? But you see, I think with the <clears throat> amount of deaths and how literally it's everywhere now, like it's in every nearly every country in the world now. I think it's. Um, it's a little bit difficult now for China to put their hands up and say, yes, this was a mistake we made rather than at the moment accepting, yes, it originated here. And I guess with a bit of luck, we'll, we'll find out in the documentary in years to come. Um, <clears throat> but kind of one of the points I was going to make was these documentaries that you see now that you're astounded by, how to make a murder or all these things, that's what I was trying to get at earlier on. There's so many shows like that now about world events that happened that we have no clue of. We, we didn't hear about until these documentaries came out. So is this something that future generations will probably see and not even have a recollection of? It'll be just one of those amazing shows on Netflix. I think so many people are going to die from this that I don't think future generations will not remember it or not be taught of it. Yeah, I suppose it's completely contrary to the what we said earlier about people getting bunkers and making plans and stuff. Yeah, because I mean, if you think of like SARS and MERS and stuff like that, like we know about that, and we probably would have been kids when that was happening. Yeah, mm. but we really we, we it didn't I mean, never reached us, so it never really hit home too much. It was just exactly, one of those things that happened us, in a yeah, faraway place. Still knew about it. Though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we still knew about it. True, Bruno. You you talked about uh, other conspiracies. You said it earlier on at the start of the show. Is there any other conspiracies that you've seen or want to talk about? Any other conspiracies? Uh, In relation I, to the coronavirus, um, you mentioned at the top of the show. <clears throat> well, you know, um, they're they're all out there. I don't think. Uh, I think the the infidels being involved is always interesting. You know. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I. I, th- I think this could stem back to um, population control. Okay. We're clearly, we're, we're clearly um, also, you know, multiplying now was every 40 years. But it took eons to get the first double of population. And all of a sudden now we're multiplying every 40 or 40 odd years. So are you saying it's government sponsored population control or are you going back to what I said earlier on about mother nature saying, whoa, halt your, halt your tracks there? I don't think, I think this might be a, I think this might be a, a voluntarily, a voluntary control uh, from governments knowing the dangers. They have the, tr- they, are, they have the true figures obviously, you know. Yeah. So they, they, could, they could potentially be saying now we're not going to survive whatever about global warming and all that kind of thing. We're not going to survive our own birth rate. So do you think that would this be something that would be discussed at like a GM summit or would it be kind of more behind the scenes than that? A WhatsApp, a WhatsApp group. <laughs> a WhatsApp group between the <laughs> prime ministers. 
there's that fancy meeting they have every year, the Rothschilds and all them lads. Yeah, yeah, another Netflix I documentary. They, I think they, I think they might be the true decision makers in the world. Interesting. It is interesting um, stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know. I gotta be Bruno. I think we don't need. You're not even saying the the leaders are evil. You're just saying the thing of population control. But I think you overestimate the human race. I think we're well capable of destroying ourselves unintentionally. This is yeah. is a total example of it. And there will be. An, we will survive this. But like Buzz was saying, this is the ten percent to go. And something else might happen in our kids' lifetime that will eradicate us because we've been coming to this for a long time. I don't think it needs an intentional agency, someone to have done this, a government to have done this. Well, I guess, folks, hopefully I, we I do. Really prefer, I really prefer if it was a government because then you have an enemy that you can blame. But I think the only people we can blame is ourselves. And that's always the hardest thing to take, the you've hardest all, pill to swallow. the video of Bill Gates saying it four years ago that there was a, that a virus will wipe us out at some point and we're not prepared. We've all seen that TED Talk by this stage. Yeah. But who saw it four years ago? Nobody paid attention. I think, that's, I think that's, to be fair, I think that was a fairly obvious statement. I think that that was, that was even thinking by the majority then as well. I just don't know if they know how we're going to come. Yeah, but I, I think hopefully... This won't be the one that wipes us out, but it will actually make us more prepared for a response in the future. Well, there, there is a thing, though, that was, a thing written, it was one of these, not quite in Nostradamus, but it was a, someone wrote that essentially this virus, and they, they pretty much named the symptoms, that it would be a respiratory illness and it would, you know, wreak havoc on the world. But they said it would mysteriously just disappear. It would go away. Yeah. But we'll come back in 10 years' time and essentially destroy humanity. Yeah, I did. I read so, something like that, all right. If it is, if this is the warning, right, how do you prepare in 10 years for the end of humanity? Again, we're talking to prepping to be able to get your fucking canned goods and your you know, big truck so that you can leave in the time of an apocalypse or whatever. But how do you plan for the entire, whatever it is, seven or eight billion people? I guess that's something that you'd see. It's more like a film you'd see day after tomorrow, not day after tomorrow, one of those kind of films, you know, where you have Noah's Ark essentially being built um, and and the the wealthy and probably the the likes of the scientists and the world leaders among us will, will simply escape into that. That could be happening without us even knowing. I think we're seeing the early stages of uh, proving buzz right there in some respects because we've already seen um, we've already seen this go cross species uh, and come back and mutate. We you, once you get this, this isn't a case of once you get this and you build up the antibodies for it that you're you're safe again. You can be reinfected uh, with a different strain of it, and that's already happened. So what Buzz is talking about they're going away and mutating over a 10 year period slowly means that it may come back in such a way and we're already at the bottom for antibiotics and all of those things we are in a real serious in 10 years time we're still using the same antibiotics we were using in the 50s that's staggering considering the medical advancements we've had yeah you know what i mean so 10 years time when this is mutated to a point it may actually we've already seen it mutate and come back and reinfect somebody this is, uh, that's partial proof already 
of what Buzz is trying to explain there. You know, well, hopefully, hopefully this kicks us into gear and we can get ready for it and prepare. Um, I don't want to stick with the coronavirus online because it is very, it is very doom and gloom, and I hope we've kind of shed a different light on it or got you thinking in a different way, and hopefully to prepare for the future too. Um, but Charlie, yeah. Charlie, you, you keep wandering around the house there. Can you stay easy? Um, you, you, <laughs> hi, hello, Lucy's back. Hello, Lucy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back onto the show, Lucy. I have to I have to say, Charlie, it's amazing that, you know, what, what are we looking at? 14 years later, uh, your daughter reiterates or re, uh, reproduces, I suppose, what my daughter did all those years ago. Ruining... <coughs> Ruining the fucking show. Goalie, do you want to move on? I'm guessing, Goalie, you want to move away from the coronavirus. Onto something more lighthearted. Yes, and you, I believe you have something for us. Wife plenty. But I'm going to go for this one because I'm guessing it's going to be um, something relevant to a lot of you guys. And who knows? Maybe even one of the three other guests on the show are guilty and are the person. Wow. So there was this is this is a, a topic. I found a while ago and I was going to do it on the last show but because of time and everything that we never got to, to do it but it's, it's a crazy topic so there's this thing called the UK Games Expo so it sounds like one of these Comic Cons kind of thing only for for online gamers okay do you know it oh we know it well we all know it well <laughs> I, I bet don't know what you're talking about digging out their collar in a second <laughs> you like that video where your so, man starts uh, sweating <laughs> yeah. so this is last last july this happened but it's such a good story i couldn't resist there was a one of these um so they're called the games master as i'm sure you know so gm i'm gonna call them for short so this games master on these online shows like dungeons and dragons or whatever the variants of the online um rp G games are and then there was <laughs> there was a game master who was thrown out of the convention last summer in July because he introduced a storyline which had a gang rape scenario <laughs> <laughs> out of the blue without <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this already are you sure you didn't bring this up on the last no, show <laughs> you're you're like, brought this up. <laughs> oh, it's too good to waste in just a few minutes it was such a big it's so I'm just going to introduce and let you guys talk about it. Um, so the, so you've got the games master, and you can imagine one of these, you know, RP games or whatever. And he introduced a storyline where there's a gang rape scenario. <laughs> I'm a quote by one of the women online. By what? He said, this is quote, this is one of the women who was playing it online whose character got captured and gang raped. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. This is terrible. She just had quote the the worst RPG experience of my life. Okay, <laughs> and she gave it. And she gave out that the that the guy that the games master I was going to call him the gang master. The, the game master. <laughs> she was complaining that the game master decided quote. It will be all right to have our characters kidnapped and gang raped without us, without discussing it with us first. And that's her quote. So I'm thinking, what kind of scenario was she picturing where the games master 
contacts everyone that says right just a heads up I'm going to take all your characters the interesting thing there though is had he actually called ahead and asked you're really giving consent so it's not right there you go it so wouldn't have been a surprise so I have, I have a quote by the games master before I let you guys discuss it I have a quote by the games master he said he deliberately didn't contact the others because he quote he enjoyed he enjoyed the shock he enjoyed the shock factor <laughs> I bet I bet he fucking did so he enjoyed the fact the shock factor so that was that, that's the extent of his defence he has a lifetime ban from the UK Games Expo because of it but I gotta be honest I think that's a bit harsh why? Uh, like, it's it's highly inappropriate, and, and particularly at a, an expo like that where there could be children at it as well. You know, it's. I mean, it is though, and it isn't really. I mean, th- thematically, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, like, I mean, that that's set in a a very old, old world, right? Yeah. Where, you know, moral moral codes aren't the same as what we have now. No, I fully accept I mean, it. I I, I can say that a, a gang rape isn't a. I, a thing that happens. I can actually picture it because you know we've seen enough kind of Game of Thrones and Spartacus and all these kind of shows that shows the morals, I suppose you say, of those times. So you can actually picture that happening. What I am kind of curious to know, Charlie, and I think he's gone, uh, is what were the races? Because you know you could have lizard people and rat people and whatever other type of strange characters so that exist. Thinking- Elves Would that and make stuff. it more wrong or less wrong that it was interspecies? Um, I think it would make or it interesting. Make it different. It'd make it interesting. I think it'd certainly be more hard to picture. But I don't. I don't think you can. I think the people in the UK Expo were right because you can't condone rape in any way, shape, or form, whether it's in real life or in fantasy. Uh, if it's, not, if it's between oh, two he's, consenting he's not adults, condoning it though, he's not condoning it. Well, he kind of by bringing it in, he's kind of saying but it's acceptable. Games master, he's just it's it's happening. Yeah, but he's kind of by allowing it to happen by coming up with this idea or introducing this to the story, he's kind of saying that it's it's acceptable, and I don't think that can ever be acceptable in society. But I don't I don't think it's acceptable. Like I mean, again, he by saying it was a shock factor, he knows that it was wrong. Yeah, uh, like I, it happens in real life as well. So what you're saying is you like in in soaps and stuff in, yep. in movies in Coronation Street and Emmerdale, EastEnders, all these soaps that people watch, these storylines do happen. Yeah. So I suppose from that point of view, why should it be any different in uh, a gaming world? I suppose which is becoming more kind of mainstream now and more acceptable. Yeah, I, yeah. I see your point, but maybe the difference here is that the actors and actresses in these shows and movies sign up to do the film because they're thereby consenting to portray this kind of stuff yeah but they sign up to be an actor but then the script writers write the script yeah but they don't if they want don't want to play that particular part they don't have to well I mean they'll lose their job they they will but they still have the choice at the end of the day whereas in this circumstance any of these people that were involved in the game could have walked away yeah but at that point they're exposed to it already hence the controversy the, the actors would have received the script already yeah, but I suppose I, I in a in a in a way the cameras are already running for the gamers, you know. 
I think we're going down to a very grey area here. Yeah, I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I, I, I do support the UK Expo's decision in that, that regard. Well, I think if, if these people play a, a game where you're shooting someone else and they say that's okay. Yeah. I suppose it's where you're going to draw the line of what's acceptable to portray or what's... I definitely yeah. don't, don't draw the line at gang rape. So that's maybe just me. I have to say in this situation, I wouldn't draw the line there either. Yeah, that's two. What, what about you, Bruno? Uh, you know, yes. so as, as, as a victim, <laughs> as a victim of sexual assault, um, I I can see why people would have a problem with it. You know, um, granted, I'm not going to compare mine. You know, well, people will compare my, you know, my my my. Uh, experience assault, experienced uh, as minor by comparison but it was it was personal to me you know well it I would be two weeks ago and uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry? laughs> i was i was assaulted two weeks ago were you sexually the, oh definitely <laughs> talk, talk us oh, talk us through that charlie if, if if you don't mind sharing with the group <laughs> i i don't um i'm not going to name names so I was I was involved in a situation with two males and one female. Was that two males other than yourself, or so was that three males total? No, no, I'm including myself as as a male. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so it was it was two male, one female situation, which was fine with me. I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> but shall, shall we say the other male took my member and put it into his mouth? <laughs> And use my member for gratification. <laughs> yeah, that that is a bit shocking. Um, that is shocking. That's very shocking. First, folks. And and uh, obviously that's not something that you were expecting. No, I had no problem with it. But if I'd been told beforehand, you know, it would have been easier to deal with. I mean, there was. A, I would I you have agreed to it beforehand? Yeah, I would have had no problem with it before. It's not going to do anything for me, but forewarned is forearmed, as Tom Cruise says. But maybe it was the shock factor that this person was going for, much like your your GM. The, the, the games master. Yeah. I don't feel I was gang raped by having one man put my phallus in his mouth. Okay. Now that you say it, maybe I can identify with all those women on that show. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, see, maybe, I guess I guess where I... Uh, you know, I have a problem is the is the hypocrisy of the view of why my my allegation wasn't followed up, and it was because it was a female. Talk us through that, Bruno. Yeah, but men, but men can't get right by women, Bruno. Hmm. I, I, we, you gotta, you gotta tell us more. <clears throat> it, we've six minutes. <clears throat> six minutes. Well, I, I, I'll sing it. To sum up really quickly, uh, basically, I was at a Justin Bieber concert. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so at this point now, I would have to say you nearly deserve it. <laughs> you see, that's the point. That's the point right there. I deserved it apparently, right? But uh, I got a, uh, I got felt up and anally assaulted uh, at a Justin Bieber concert. But because 
it was a woman who done it, uh, I should be grateful. So hold on a second. So when you say you were anally assaulted, was yeah. it like a finger up your bum? It was damn close. It was damn clear. The only thing stopping it from going all the way up was... See, I, I think if it didn't break the threshold, you weren't raped. Uh, I was sexually assaulted. I didn't say I was raped. Careful, guys. <laughs> okay. You know? So that that's kind of like... It was... It was... It was an unexpected invasion of my... area. Boom. Okay. You didn't feel it was brutal. Like, did you... Was it a, um, a compliment? Was it a compliment? Yeah. yeah see, this, this is the point. I think that's the point. If it was a man who'd done that to a girl, he'd be in handcuffs in five seconds and dragged in for at least for questioning. But did you report this matter, uh, Bruno? I was told to cop on, yeah. And who did you talk by to? By, by security. Okay. But you didn't actually uh, go to the police authorities. I, you know what, I because at that stage two people had already told me to cop on. Uh, I figured, you know, this is probably going to be how it is. Like even my own partner, even my own partner, was laughing. Couldn't actually tell me to cop on. But she didn't do it to you. No. I she thought it was hilarious. Was it a male or female that did it to you then? A female. That's that's what we're saying. It was a female. Yeah. Unreal, wow. unreal. Well, we're sorry that that happened to you, to you, Bruno. Um, and if you ever want to reach out in private to to, to discuss it, um, you're more I think than welcome out to do for so. Private was the problem, like you know what I mean. <clears throat> touche, touche. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, Charlie. You said that you had a couple of things for us. Yeah. Now we've got um, we've got three minutes left in this session. Uh, so maybe introduce it first. We just start the new one. Do you want to just start the new one, folks? Is everyone going to come back to the show? Yeah. Sure. Okay, one we'll more. be back. We'll be back momentarily, folks. We'll take another break for this unlimited Zoom we have. So we're back there after another little break to reset our uh, Zoom audio. So Charlie, you're saying that you had some more uh, unusual stories for us. Yep. Um, this I found very interesting. A Florida man in the last week. So this is this is where from uh, Buzz is from. Is that right? Florida. No, he's from Ohio, but he's living in Florida I'm now. From so. Ohio, same country. But yeah. did you not move to Florida for retirement or something? No. No. Okay, must have made that up. You're, you're thinking about it though. I yeah. bet. All right, it's on your mind. So we have a Florida man who's been arrested twice in two days for impersonating a law officer. I think but I actually saw this. Did you? Tell us a bit about it. I, I, I didn't go into because I didn't think it would be interesting. But uh, <laughs> you tell us all about it all the same. You're desperately trying to pick stuff that's not coronavirus related. I know. But I tell you why I thought it was interesting. Because of the arrogance of the guy. If he'd just been arrested once, it probably wouldn't have been that interesting. Um, so he, he was basically like, okay, so the story is, the, it's just a normal guy like us. And he's going through a toll bridge. And he, he's bought, he bought a badge online yeah. to look like a cop badge. And he would flash the badge at the toll booth because the cops that are on duty in Florida get to go through the toll for free. And uh, he, flashed, he flashed the badge 
to avoid a two dollar toll. So two dollar toll is about what one euro sixty maybe. One eighty. One eighty is it? But basically, yeah. he was he was impersonating a, a police officer to save one eighty. Yeah. So he got caught doing it last week. He got arrested and he got charged, and then is let go on bail. And the very next day, so he's let go on bail. He's due to appear in court next week. The very next day after being let go, he does the exact same thing again, going through a toll booth, uses the same uh, badge, and the guy at the toll booth shows him a video of himself <laughs> using the using the badge the previous day and saying we've been more we've been warned about you. And he's caught and he's arrested. And now he's being charged, not with impersonating a police officer, but with, with breaking parole. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a bit crazy, doesn't it? First of all, why why wasn't the badge confiscated on the first occasion would be the question I'd Good ask. Question. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just shows how brazen it is, I suppose, doesn't it? These people. He, I suppose he thought that it would be some 16-year-old on the toll booth. And they wouldn't care. Mm. Mm. Well, he could have been getting away with this for years. And That's what I was going to say. This is, the, this is the likelihood that he'd been getting away with it for so long that it was the first time they caught him, not the first time he'd done it. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's what I'd say. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're doing that twice a day, that's $4 a day. That's $20. That's $80 a month, you know, which is a bill. It's still pretty small to be risking that, though. Yeah, but if he's he obviously tried it and got away with it for so long, and that's that's paying his his internet, you know, which you obviously wouldn't know too much about, but it's a bill, you know. And in America, I think people are very tight when it comes to finances and stuff like that, and and not just through, I suppose, their mentality, but through their earnings and stuff like that. They're on such a tight budget that stuff like this. So let's say you're you're right then. He's been doing this for years. What must be the odds statistically? <clears throat> Of him getting caught twice in two days. The second time is pretty high if they've already got a, a watch out for him. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exponentially true. higher, I would say. Do you think? Yeah, most definitely. So do, you, do you think he was just foolish risking it the next day then? He was being arrogant. Yeah, once you get caught you take your you, you know, you take your medicine and you don't take the chance again, you know? Yeah. You might try it somewhere else, but you don't try it certainly not in the same fucking place like no, no, definitely not. $2, if Goldie is driving. Well, Bruno, back and Bruno, can you keep an eye on that case for us, please, and let us know on the next show um, what sentence he actually might have received. I will do. Much appreciated. Would, would you agree, Goldie, the um, charge has suddenly become very serious? I, I suppose impersonating a police officer is serious, is it? I, I suppose. It's on the offence. That's a felony offence in the US. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's a big deal, um, but I suppose you have to take context into it too. You know, it, there's a big difference between pretending to be a police officer and getting through a toll bridge, and pretending to be a police officer and depriving somebody of their liberty, making an arrest or something like that. Do you know what I mean? They're the same offence, but I suppose different scales of it. So that should hopefully be reflected in his sentencing. So now, now the fact that he's broke his broken his parole. Well, it shows that he hasn't learned the lesson, so they might be a bit sterner on him. And it'll definitely it'll be interesting for our listeners to see what happens to him. Well, put, putting you in the spot goalie, will he do 
time, do you think, for this? You see, in America, I think he probably could. I think he probably could. A few months. A couple of months in prison. Is Florida is three-strike state? Say again, Bruno? Is Florida a three-strike state? Because like, if that was his third strike in his lifetime, he'll actually, he, he could potentially f- f- uh, face life in jail. <laughs> That'd be the worst toll ever. I know. I, I, the irony of it, I suppose. The irony. He had something random from before. And then he got caught this time, and then again the second time. That's three strikes. If Florida is a three-strike state, he could be serving a long yeah. time. Yeah, mental I stuff. Suppose if he'd been caught for something small before, he wouldn't have risked it, would he? The, the going back the next day. The third time, no, it'll be the third time. Yeah. You don't know. You just don't. People obviously do. People are arrested on three strikes all the time, or sent I mean, three he, strikes. After doing the second time, he re- would reach his third strike, right? Because the first time he would have. Being impersonating a police officer, second right. time he was impersonating police officer and breaking parole. Different offences yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Do there's it work like that? Really? There's there's one for you, Bruno. Is it a case of? It can, your, it can be your first time, but if you've done three things that they charge you for, that's three strikes. Is that that's definite counts? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, he's serious. So like, if you if you if you did if you're guilty of let's say breaking and entering. And then you beat up the homeowner. So yeah. you're guilty of assault. And, and then, then you burn the place down. Right. Three strikes in one. Fucking hell. So. They call that a lucky it strike. It was part it was part of uh, it was part of the thing in New York, I know that uh, like you know, the no was the was no Zero tolerance. Like, zero tolerance, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, solved that, all the big problems by by, by prosecuting the small ones. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it is, and it's not a place I'd like to live. Um, no. What else have you got for us, Charlie? So Bruno, Bruno, you you'll keep an eye on what happens to that guy. So that's Florida. Okay, that's Florida. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of this. A family in Indonesia put a video of themselves smoking weed uh, online. The kids as well. Um, they they believe that smoking marijuana will stop them getting the coronavirus. So they not only do they believe that, but they actually went to the extra uh, level of of posting a video of themselves doing it online. And the kids, they three kids, and one of the kids looks like, according to the internet, that it looks like the kid is five years old smoking the weed. And they genuinely believe, here's the quote, they were contacted um, they said, if Allah wills it, <laughs> if Allah wills it, COVID-19 will be blocked by us doing what we're doing. So, and in the video, the man is cradling a little toddler. The toddler isn't smoking weed, but like while she's smoking a joint, she's got a little toddler in her arms. Kind of blown so, into her face. Giving it a blowback. Well, I, she's not doing that in the video, but I suppose the kid is getting passive intake yeah. there. But, but like here's it, here's one for you. His family seem to genuinely believe this. Like they have their kids smoking. I mean, if it works. Yeah, but where's the science? It, does it say? Does it give any reason? Does it? Does it offer an explanation? Proven it doesn't work. 
Well, that's true, but like that's like me saying I'm going to play Lego to stop me getting the coronavirus. There's no proof it doesn't work, but we all know it probably doesn't. <laughs> More yeah. than likely it wouldn't. Um, but does it, Charlie offer any explanation? Did the family offer an explanation as to why this might help us? No, they didn't, except that quote. The only quote they've got is that the, that the two different quotes I looked at is if Allah wills it, COVID-19 will be blocked. I mean, that, that's a cop-out. Yeah, it's it's very unusual, and again, you'd 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 imagine that they weren't smoking beforehand, the children at least. So it is something that they yeah, well, truly this believe. Thing, this is what I don't get. They're, I don't think they're using this as an excuse to smoke weed, because you like if I smoked weed, I'm not going to expose my kids to. It. Yeah, you're going to try and protect them from it. The fact that they're actively going out of their way, posting a video of their kids smoking weed, they know the, they know literally, ironically, the blowback that will cause. So they must genuinely believe. They do. But in order to be, if they truly, did, if they truly, if they truly believe in it, they have to let the kids smoke. True. Do you know? And the kids believe just, in it as well. Just on that, on the, as well, I was just, uh, just one of the scientific sites that I'm on. Um, has up here and just just to get to go back to the conspiracy on that as well on the the whole virus and all that yeah the, the proteins that uh are involved with um the coronavirus have never ever been seen before and uh, the, the genomic sequencing of the COVID 19 shows that it's very similar to bat uh, coronavirus which happened to be a delicacy at a nearby exotic market to where it began uh it could have been engineering using known corona, uh, known corona. Um, the only way it could have been done if it was man-made is that if they used a known coronavirus backbone. So a known strain, essentially, that they kind of manipulated. Right. That's the only way that they could have done it that way. But that, but that's SARS and MERS. Uh, well, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole they, bunch of them. Like it. again, it would fit into if they were messing around with SARS or MERS, trying to mess with the makeup of that in order to, you know, identify the next possible one and try to create a, a vaccine. In, in genuine medical research like that, all of the, all the backbones are recorded. So if it is, if it is man-made and it is a conspiracy and all that, it's not an accident as such. It's something that was done in secret and it's something that was not done in, in a legitimate way. So they could be doing that, you know. Absolutely, there are government agencies out there who are probably working on things we won't hear about for a long time. But it's it's not a known coronavirus backbone, so it's not a legitimate source, okay. if you will. That's well, guys, we we've all seen the videos of Chinese people literally eating bats, haven't we? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that not like sometimes? You know, what do they call it? Occam's razor. Right. It, it, yeah, people don't particularly. Yeah, that, that it's not interesting to do it that way, though. It is. It is very close to. It is cl very close to known bat. Uh, it's perfect cover, though, isn't it? Pardon. It's a perfect cover. <laughs> knowing that people are eating this stuff anyway, so it can be attributed to those. I think well, it's. What, what do what did it? So. Bruno, are you saying yeah. it, it was delivered, or it's an accident? They were they were trying to I'm work saying, on anti. I'm saying if it is man-made, it's um, if it is not man-made, it's not. Uh, this hasn't leaked out of a lab somewhere by by accident. 
It's been intentional. This has been covertly investigated, covertly done by some, maybe, you know, the Chinese, the American or the British government or somebody like that, and released. All scientific research would uh, is recorded on a central database like that. Do you know what I mean? So, except... But, I mean, China, obviously, with its very strict... Uh, uh, censorship and all that and how they control the government controls all their um, their data I mean it's easy for the government to just wipe that data again say, that, nope. would, that, that would that would lead back to the fact that uh, this was probably more a deliberate act than, a, than an accident or almost you know, definitely you'd imagine that this stuff that would be erased want to be attributed to them they can go back and cover it up uh, like I yeah it, it's unlikely but it you know what they i don't know what powers they have or what abilities they have to do something like that so you know yeah mm. but if it's if it was genuine enough and it just kind of sneaked snuck out of a lab somewhere they could absolutely trace it back to a lab under normal circumstances you know what i mean and all the known china, though, bruno because china are clearly not releasing all the information as to how this expanded and how it exploded yeah, like it, I mean, could be, it could be deliberate. I mean, so what you're saying, if it was I think, Western, I think we're going. I think what I think what I'd say there is that we're again, which you, you use the Ockham's razor, we're going down another a few if ands and buts, and the more of those that we add to it, do you know what I mean? It is possible that this, then it's this possible as this. The more we further we go down that line, the more unlikely in my mind that it is. I'm just saying that. Under legitimate circumstances, if it was if it was something that just kind of leaked out of a lab by accident, uh, there'll be records. Because you're not you're not wiping you know you're not only wiping the ability of the Chinese government would have to extend to wiping uh, records in other countries, which probably is unlikely as well. You know, um, it's like having I go I don't know a dictionary with all the words we know now. And as they're adding those words, you know what I mean? People have copies of those elsewhere. So you'd ha yeah. it'd, be, it'd be very hard to okay. be very hard to just eradicate it all. And it's not it's not a known backbone of the proteins involved. So it's the most likely scenario is that this has come from bats. Okay. By accident. By some probably by somebody consuming it, quite frankly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and just to, uh, just just to bring, we we talked extensively. And name that person. <laughs> what? Sorry. Are you willing to name that person on air? Uh, you know, his his name may begin with Chin or something like that, but I don't know. <laughs> Chow Main. Certain a certain friend of ours, Mrs. Um, no, but just to bring, we, we talked extensively earlier on, in fairness, about the uh, the conspiracies, but just to bring us a little bit back on topic, uh, Bruno, marijuana, is that known in any way, shape or form to alleviate the coronaviruses that we do know about? Um, not necessarily the SARS or the MERS, but some of the other more common coronaviruses that would be 18 to, to, to 1, true to 1, you would imagine. Well, what I'd say, what I'd say is, if you had the coronavirus, if you had the marijuana, you'd feel better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might not cure shit, but you go down, 
go down feeling better than you would if you didn't, that's for sure. Okay, yeah, it's a fair point. Will you please keep an eye on that case as well? Because we'd be interested to see, do these people actually end up uh, dying of the coronavirus or if, if there's any truth in the, in the future that comes out to say that marijuana can alleviate the symptoms or indeed cure it? I, uh, I would say proving a negative is entirely difficult. The fact that they didn't contract the coronavirus if they did, if they never contract. Oh yeah, no. But if they do, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Do you know? Fair, like, what about, like, what about yeah. the story in Iran where people thought that alcohol was able to help you uh, fight off the disease, and for a long time, the amount of deaths that were attributed to people drinking alcohol because of coronavirus was greater than the people who had died from coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the coronavirus hadn't killed them. It, uh, that's a technicality, I suppose. <laughs> they, they didn't live long enough to be killed by the coronavirus, isn't right? Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, but uh, yeah, but I think what he's trying to say is putting out these, putting out these kind of mystery cures can actually be a bad thing because it can actually result in more deaths. It's yeah. the strength of the alcohol, isn't it? I mean, it, it does kill. Alcohol does kill coronavirus. Well, I, I think in Iran, obviously, alcohol isn't allowed in Iran anyway. So a lot of the alcohol is actually black market. So you don't actually know what it is you're drinking, to be honest. Yeah. But I think there's other lines of thought as well is that because of the coronavirus and the lockdowns and because of the the distribution channels having issues and bottlenecks, it meant that the people who were supplying the alcohol became fewer. And because they needed to or they had so much demand, they were creating this absolutely shitty alcohol that was killing people. Yeah. Well, it's interesting yeah. that some people did think that the alcohol would cure them. But it was the same right. in America, wasn't it? Wasn't there a couple or a couple of cases, certainly, of people didn't... Uh, their, their president, Donald Trump, come out and say something that some chemical or some product will actually cure or prevent coronavirus. But it was something that was found in fish tanks and people were kind of drinking this stuff and a few died from it. Did anyone hear that story? Nobody... Yeah. Nobody heard that story, no. Yeah, no, it's something to to, to, to look up, but it, it just goes to show that people will believe whatever it takes, I suppose, to give them comfort. Yeah. Um, Charlie, you're back with us there. Uh, have you anything else for us before we come to, to the, near the end I of the show? Know. My second kid's after waking up now, so... Unbelievable. Who the fuck knows? At least your kid... There's just one kid that ran the show. Well, that's it, but my kids are in a different building, so even if they're up roaming the place now at the moment, I wouldn't know about it. Go on, anyway, you only have a few I suppose there is, there is an unlikely ally on the, on the, on the, on the horizon, as uh, apparently moths, okay? As in are, the flying insect? Yep, yeah, are about to win their 60 million year war with bats. Because people are exterminating bats. No, no, because they were before all this was happening, and before we ever knew about coronavirus. Um, bats, bats, and moths have been at war. Uh, moths are a natural uh, food source. Food source, yeah. Uh, so they've apparently found ways of protecting themselves against that, and uh, they're actually coming around. So I'll have to read further into that one. Baseball, bats, and porridge, is it? Right. <laughs> smack the ball. Smack the ball and have a fly everywhere, right? They're probably wearing uh, masks or something. 
Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. That that could be something that's actually relevant so to. That, that, that might be. That might What's be actually happened is uh, the moths have actually developed this virus. Yeah. Some lab somewhere. <laughs> and the, the bats are now getting the blame, so they're fucked. Yeah, yeah it's Bruno, that's... You're, you're this close to getting fucked off the show. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it's very interesting, though, because it could all actually be relevant. Um, but not true. No, before I go into the, the final story for me of the day, um, or of the show, does anyone have anything else they'd like to share? Anything interesting that they've uncovered over the last couple of days yes. or weeks? Yeah. Oh, Charlie, you have another one. Go ahead. No, it's, no, it's not a story. Well, it is a story. I've got the coronavirus. So congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, million. How's your missus? I wonder how she got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the old uh, MMF you were involved in a few weeks ago, was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I, I get joking apart. I was panicking. I was going to get it off one of the. <laughs> I was shitting myself that night. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I can only imagine. We'll move swiftly on from that conversation. <laughs> Are you okay? So, uh, Bruno, have you anything for us? Uh, just, just a final thing. There was uh, apparently in. He's like the kid that always has a question. Go ahead, Bruno. They're turning off the internet in order to stop students cheating in exams. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, they're doing, uh, exams? Pardon? They're doing like online exams. Uh, well, clearly not. Clearly no, not. Yeah, they can. So, all web and mobile connections have been stopped for two hours uh, during Wednesday's exams in high school. In the whole. The whole country. The whole country of America. Because in, because in two thousand no in Algeria. Algeria. In two thousand sixteen there was a widespread cheating. <laughs> what? There was widespread cheating. Between Algeria and America. So, yeah, I was gonna say. So I guess if if you're in a clan on Call of Duty or one of those things, Wednesday at what time? Nine o'clock in the morning is the time to go on to raid their bases or whatever. Um, any any time there's Algerian exams on, you won't be able to play Call of Duty. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah, definitely won't affect me. Okay, thanks for that, Bruno. Um, Buzz, Buzz, have you anything for us? And uh, now just a, a funny one. Um, just about uh, Donald Trump, obviously. Uh, the American president, DT, yeah. His um, his former doctor has come out and said, obviously, we all know that his diet is, is terrible, and yeah. he's admitted, obviously, to drinking quite a lot of coke and burgers, and eating a lot of fast food. But his um, his ex doctor has come out and said that he actually used to hide vegetables in his food, cauliflower and the potatoes, help, uh, was it? Yeah, to help <clears throat> the doctor lose weight. Yeah, he put cauliflower into his mashed potatoes. It's like dealing with a child, isn't it? It is. It is. It's like you know. I mean, it, it, it's it's disgraceful <coughs> in some ways. Obviously, I, I don't like to see my country going down that way. But, but no, it, it, it's 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 very frustrating to see the lies. You know, I mean, we look again. Don't want the whole show to be talking about coronavirus, but 
when we look at at the start of the year when Trump was saying, oh, it's nothing, it'll be fine, don't worry about it, everything's going to be okay, we have this under control, to where we're at now, where he, well, even two weeks ago, we were saying, this is absolutely horrible, we're, we need to shut down everything, we need to do this, and look at the state of New York, etc. To earlier on this week, where he's saying he wanted everything open by Easter. Yeah. I mean, so he can attend church. He's, he's the child. He okay. doesn't understand the the basics, and he's in charge of one of the most powerful countries in the world. Yeah, it is. It is a scary thought. Um, well, I agree with you, because um, I think he doesn't understand. I just don't think he cares. I think it's it's about re-election for him, and if he admits, yeah. in his view, yeah. that the, that America is in is in an economic crisis as it will be. Then he won't win re-election. He he knows he's not stupid, so he's made a conscious. Like we all heard, was it two weeks ago? He said, "Your grandparents will be prepared to die for you to save the economy." Yeah, that kind of logic. He's not stupid. I think he's he's just cold and callous. Yeah. Yeah. The crazy yeah, thing is, he's he's, he's he's level with um, Joe Biden. It's 50-50 at the moment. So there's half of Americans who buy into this. That's yeah. the scary thing. It's not him that's crazy. <clears throat> I think the he, other he's the biggest wind-up merchant on the planet. Yeah. You know, he knows exactly what he's doing and he's just taking the piss out of everybody. But, but, but go, <clears> we Joe Biden with his Alzheimer's. That's going to be worse. Yeah. Interesting times ahead, folks. Okay, if, if you guys have nothing, I'm going to finish on something a little bit lighter uh, in, in some respects. Um, but Vienna Rose is a porn star and she recently quit the adult films to join the US Marines. As she said, the sex industry is not as glamorous as she had hoped it would be. Now, I can understand these girls see an opportunity here. They, they, we're all grown up around pornography and there's millions of sites that we can all watch it on. Um, and I suppose there are some people that would be vulnerable to that that would say, I can make a fortune from here. So you can understand it's you know somebody's thinking it's not as glamorous as it used to be. But she, she quote, and I quote, she says, most vile people are rewarded after getting into the industry when she was just 18. So she says that only the most vile people are rewarded in, in porn industry. Now, to me, that could not have come to her as a surprise. You know, like, we all watch pornography and we all started a journey, I suppose, through pornography, watching, you know, the normal, I think, so for, for most heterosexual men. Do we what? Do we all watch porn? Well, I think uh, the vast majority of us do, or certainly have at one stage in our lives. And I think as a young teenage boy um, who was exposed yeah, to the internet... You, 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 two and three of this. You what, sorry? I, I did about ten minutes ago. In between, <laughs> well, there you go. But like, I, I think we all start a journey, and it starts off fairly light. And it's you know, we all like to watch two girls together. You know, if you're a heterosexual male, and we progress onto different things. And you see the amount of categories that are out there now. Crazy stuff happening. People shitting on each other, pissing on each other. People in bondage, um, pregnancy porn, you know, rape simulation, um, all sorts of stuff that you can get. Keep going. So for, <laughs> keep going. So. 
for her to think that only vile people be rewarded can't really have come as a surprise to her. Like she should have been going into that with an open with open eyes. What do you think? Well, isn't it a fact though that the girls are actually the least paid in the porn industry? The highest paid yeah. porn stars are gay male or males who will do gay porn. <clears throat> well, is there something wrong with that? That's that's maybe where the glamour is. No, but that's where the glamour is. Is the higher paid, obviously. Yeah, but then if I, you're if you're not a gay male, if yeah, you're not okay. a gay male and you're 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 willing to do a gay act which would go go against your better nature, well, then should you not be paid more than somebody who is doing something well, that they no, well, do ordinarily? You know, it's, it's equality, right? You're doing the same job as someone else. I think what we're looking at here is the uh, the prevalence of. Um, the inequality of wages across even this sector for the same job, the male female. Given. But considering I think transsexuals make the uh, equally as high amount, is that that's a bit of a conflict, is it? Well, I'm all for equal pay. Like my two cents in here and say this is probably going to be my last episode then of my uncle of Midnight in Baghdad. I think there's money to be made elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's now, 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 that you, now that you've had that experience, I, is that it? And what Buzz is saying, I would have presumed women earn the most in porn. It, it seems ridiculous to think that. Because the percentage of people that watch gay porn, I'm surely the only one out of the four of us that does it regularly. So you're talking 25%. I would have thought women make the most by far. It makes no, no sense. No, you see, because there's so many women who actually do it that it's supply and demand. Yeah, there's any amount of women that are willing to participate in gay porn. I think we've only got six minutes left before we actually close down the show for the night, folks. Um, a woman. I, what, what I think, Charlie and, and folks, is that uh, there should be equal payment for people who, whether you're a male or female but if you're a male willing to do gay porn which and you're not a gay person and it's not something that you would ordinarily do it's well then you should gay be, for pay you should yeah you should be paid gay for pay now if you're a woman willing to participate in gay porn with another woman and you're not actually gay well then the same rate should apply i that, there's a quality for you but the the acts you perform should dictate the amount you have to get paid in my opinion so is what so is what you're saying is that if you're going to do gay porn, say that you wouldn't actually like to do gay porn, but then do it like uh, under duress apparently and get and get more gay, money. Get yeah, I suppose there would have to be some checks because and balances. Isn't that, isn't that the part? Isn't that one of the? <clears throat> isn't that one of the um the kind of uh, types of porn that it is where gay men convince straight men to sleep with them or something? What's that called? It's something, but isn't it? That's a whole category, isn't it? Um, Two weeks ago. I don't know what you'd be watching, Bruno, but <laughs> I've never come across that myself. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's a whole category, trust me. We'll send it on to me. Yeah, send it on to me. Um, I, I just want to, we've only got a couple of minutes, folks, and I just want to give another quote from uh, Vienna Rose. She says, and I found this very ironic, she wants to join the military, obviously, and she says, I want to be a Marine because in my mind, it's go hard or go home. <laughs> Like, if she only brought that philosophy into her fucking porn star career, you know, she probably would have made an awful lot more money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just... She realised I'm way too late. 
she did she did she just needed to to i suppose step up to the plate and do what maybe she didn't necessarily want to do if she wanted that I'm glamorous life right now what's that i'm so confused what was she reluctant to do gay porn we don't know that we don't know that but she just said it wasn't she says she's always been very sexual and very curious and was also very shy when she was young so she was putting herself in dangerous situations to explore sexuality, meeting guys off Craigslist to fulfill certain things. Uh, she thought she'd eventually get an STD or get killed, so figured she should explore these things in a controlled environment and make some money from it. Then sure, why not do it? Um, and I paraphrase. But um, that she basically was a very sexual kind of girl and thought she could make some money from it and realised she probably wasn't as sexual as she thought she was. I think that's the bottom line. The porn freaked her out. It sure did. It sure did, folks. Um, we we have come to the end of the show, and it's some porn that I come across. It you, is kind of a bit extreme, and I think the extreme is becoming more norm. It has. It has. As I said at the start, there we kind of we have a, a journey through pornography, and we you know we're always looking for the next thing to get us off. Because if you're watching the same thing over and over again, you're going to become numb to it. So you're always pushing the boundaries, I suppose. Yeah, I agree anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right, folks, that is the end of the COVID special uh, of Midnight in Baghdad. It was absolutely fantastic to be back. It was great to have uh, Bruno back on the show, of course, um, a long-time contributor. Um, and Buzz, you know, to have finally have you come out of the darkness, you've posted a lot of comments on our page, but to, to actually find out that you are a real person and to be with us tonight was absolutely fantastic and we really appreciate your time. Charlie, as ever... It has been fantastic, and I hope we use this time over the next uh, couple of weeks during this crisis to, to, to make more of these shows and give the people what they want and give them some comfort. Well, that's the journey you're talking about, Goldie, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Any final words? 20 seconds each? No. Nope. Nope. I just want to say thanks for having me. It's been a yeah, pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Charlie, any final Long. parting words? Long show, but a good show, hopefully. I think so. I think in time we'll hopefully all have the opportunity to, to listen back to this in years to come and remember these strange times that we had and the little bits of joy that we could get from it. Uh, and, and we I made the most of the opportunities. We have 10 years. We sure do. Do me a favour, Charlie, next time we're on the show, make sure your kids are sedated because um, we don't want any more interference. Yeah, sorry about that. That's ridiculous. That's okay. That's okay. Listen... I've been uh, Goldie Metcalf. <laughs> look at look at um, Bruno taking notes. Okay, so, uh, Charlie, I've just closed the show there. I've been Goldie Metcalf. Or I've been Charlie Norton. No, I've been Bruno Bowie. And I've been Buzz Holloway. And this has been Midnight in Baghdad. Good night, folks. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs>